0: this is the close show podcast season 12 episode 2 and it's good to be back on the journey
1: <laughs> season 12 yeah season is 12. every season one episode
0: <laughs> we actually just had our our first guest of season 12 ask a similar question
1: <laughs> you can just you can just do a montage of all the guests asking that as the promo for the show
0: well you know here's the thing When you live as many lives as a cat, right? a cat, meow, you know, you have a lot of seasons and um, (laughs) I don't believe in weather.
1: Is that the first topic?
0: No. Okay. (laughs) The Jews control the weather. I I
1: somehow knew what was going to go there.
0: Olga Neymar controls the weather and (laughs) stand up New York's crowds control the weather, Um, which apparently I'm not fit for. Because apparently on the Upper West Side, people don't have sex or discuss it, right? And I didn't even know I was a sex comic.
1: Oh, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, like drug abuse, and that definitely goes on up here. It's more pill popping, you know, more pills up here. But I feel like you're you're wealthy, so aren't you into pill popping? Uh, I'm. I'll.
0: I'll do. A- I'll do anything.
1: Right. Yeah, I feel like you fit because you are you have a wealthy upbringing.
0: Okay, I know you're a huge podcaster, but you're actually hijacking this because I haven't finished my int- <laughs> well, introduction. Well,
1: because you looked at me and you started talking.
0: Every time someone makes eye contact with you, you just
1: start- On a podcast when there's only two people in the you room. Just, you just start plugging Guys We Fucked before- <laughs> I didn't say anything about that. You brought that up. Anyways,
0: <laughs> this is season 12, episode two. We have a guest, but we're not introducing her yet because I still have a little bit of a monologue. And there it finished. Here is our first (laughs) guest. You've heard her on The Guys We Fucked and probably seen her too because now you can watch YouTubes on the YouTube of them. Here it is, Corinne Fisher.
1: Hello, Chloe.
0: Hey, thanks for talking when it was time. (laughs) I love this color on you. Thank you. It's blackface.
1: Wow. Uh Uh-oh. Have the
0: the Patreon if you want to know if it is or it isn't. (laughs) There's no video here?
1: This video camera is just for show?
0: (laughs) the patreon that is not set up nice (laughs) anyways the first guest actually it's good to have you here because we're trying to you know have different types of people on the on the show for this season and our first guest was a
1: pedophile right i can see why people might have problems (laughs) with this content chloe I didn't know it was there was no video on it because the video really <laughs> speaks to some, some things that you need to clarify. With my eyes, yeah, they're not blue. Is this kind of are you doing like a Zach Galifianakis kind of bit here? What, what's happening?
0: <sighs> That's what he also asked. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just this is kind of how my head is right now. Uh, I've seizures, so I hit it a lot. And Corinne is a great guest. She has a show called this, The Guys That We Have Fucked, mm-hmm. and or Guys We Fucked. Guys We and Fucked. And I know you came up with the title of that, but it kind of insinuates that you and Christina fuck the guys
1: together. Uh, I suppose, if grammatically, I guess you could think of it that way. I think it's pretty clear that we didn't, though, once you press play.
0: But, you know, when I walk into a podcast emotionally— yes. I have never walked into a podcast emotionally, but when I read a podcast, you know, you come across as an educated woman.
1: Okay. I like that you said I come across as. <laughs> so I would it's think, all smoke and
0: mirrors. <laughs> so I would think, I've never smoked into a mirror, but mm-hmm. I assume it would get into my eyes. But right. I think that you would grammatically have said the guys I fucked and the guys she's fucked.
1: That's not as catchy, Chloe. And, you know, I think we know that. It's a catch-22. I like how we're, we're picking apart <laughs> one of the most successful podcast titles of all time. Wait for season 13. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Corinne Fisher, guys. I think I've proven my point that it works.
0: <laughs> Attention passengers. Unica Avenue-bound four trains and Flatbush Avenue-bound five trains are delayed because a person was struck by a train approaching 59th Street. And we're back. Okay, so <laughs> Corinne, um, when you came up with "Guys, We Fucked," uh, it became very successful. Was it overnight?
1: Not overnight. Um, the first episode got like five thousand listens, which honestly, not bad for just putting it cold out into the internet, onto the internet. Um, but within the first couple months,
0: that's good. Yes, I want this to put. Out, I want to put this out hot. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I have a do du- I have a few fans. I know you do. Like, there's this one guy, Curtis. I hope you're listening. Hey, Curtis. And uh, he's in Texas. He's going to come to the show I'm doing in Texas, and he has a lot to say. That sounds scary. Do pitches, you have security? He's been pitching a lot of Holocaust jokes at me. Okay. I, I haven't done a 23 Me yet, so I can't make them yet. Right. Because I, I do think that everyone who does a 23 Me
1: Finds out they're Jewish. A little bit. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yes.
0: And, um... Anyways, so he's been pitching them at me. I'm like, Curtis, relax. But he is also going to come to the show, and he's sometimes he he gets a little too comfortable, which is okay. Uh-huh. I'm a listener, that's why I have a podcast, even though I kind of talk too much in it. But anyways, sorry, I got a little indigestion. I think I have IBS.
1: Oh, my dad had that. It's not what killed him. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I don't think even a lot of people die from IBS. <laughs> But it does. that does play into the fact that you might be Jewish, though. Really? Yeah, stomach problems based on like anxiety, very Jewish.
0: A boy told me he was going to convert me last night. Yeah? Yeah.
1: You know, you have to get naked and walk through a pool of water in front of a rabbi to convert to Judaism. I thought it was the ring of fire. That's <laughs> a Johnny Cash reference. No, I mean, I know, but Johnny Cash isn't Jewish. I don't even get it. <laughs> I'll burn, burn, burn like the ring of fire. Just Jews going to hell? I'm not
0: sure where the correlation is there. Holocaust joke. Oh. Curtis gave me that one. <laughs> I'm kidding, Max is Jewish. Well,
1: I mean, I'm Jewish too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to build my guests up and break them down. No problem. So anyways, Back to what I was talking about, Curtis. He told me that. Attention, passengers. Utah, having about four trains, and Flappel, traveling about five trains, are delayed because a person was struck by a train approaching Fifty Ninth Street. And we're back. Curtis told me that uh, he is also trying to currently buy. His dream is to buy a double-wide trailer with a hot tub attached to it. Cool. So he is currently trying to leverage his BMW. Okay. And he left his stable job after six years. And he's using some of the money he saved up to buy tickets to my show in Texas.
1: How much, I mean, it's, it's scary to me that he had to like cut into his savings (laughs) to buy a, what can't be more than $30 comedy ticket. (laughs) Funny.
0: There you go. With a promo code too. (laughs) Okay.
1: Promo code was Curtis. No. That's good. $20 is a good, that's a good price to be getting for a per ticket.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not like you, so we can't sell up the big na- the big bucks.
1: We don't sell them for that much more than, tw- we do 25, 30, I think the most expensive we've ever sold for is like 40. So that's incredible. You know
0: what I do worry about is when I hit the big leagues, and, ah, because I will. Yeah. I worry that all my all my uh, fans are going to be sober, so the clubs won't even want me because they're not going to be doing the drink minimums.
1: Mm, well, They usually have a food or drink minimum. Like there's usually it's usually like two alcoholic drinks or like the smart clubs will do or sixteen dollars. Those like sell soda packages. They'll find a way to milk your fans for money.
0: But it's so fucking annoying when people are getting food when you're on stage. Like you know at Caroline's when people are just getting a fucking chicken parmesan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's aggressive. It is aggressive. I, I don't think that any food uh, that you have to eat with a fork and a knife should be served at a comedy club. Because to hear the clanking on the plate is, is I mean, it just shows that there's absolutely no respect for the art form of comedy.
0: Or when you just hear a fork drop. <laughs> yeah. Or a knife drop and you're like, okay. Yeah. That's how well I'm doing up here.
1: Yeah um historically any show that is part of dinner and a show is not a good show and that's basically what comedy is
0: i mean i did a show on the road that Mm -hmm. was um they had a buffet at it
1: are you serious yeah where
0: uh somewhere in connecticut in a mall oh god and it was at panda express no i'm kidding oh but uh it was a buffet at the show but first of all a buffet during covid oh which is also alarming yeah But the people got there- I did eat at
1: one like at the edge of COVID in the Midwest with Christina. And I was just so happy to see a buffet. Yeah, but But
0: they they had the buffet. It started at six o'clock and the show didn't start till eight. Yeah. So everyone got there at six o'clock.
1: Ate so much that they're tired.
0: But then it's 8 p.m. when the show starts. Yeah. So by then nobody wants to be there. Yeah. It was insane.
1: Well, that's kind of like my what I'm saying. Like a lot of times, like it's it seems like people are going out to dinner and drinks, and then it has like a side of comedy when it should be comedy is the main thing that you're doing, and then drinks and food are the secondary things.
0: Yeah, but like this is also the thing. Do you notice like when you do a late show at a club or something, and then the audience is there's like a happy happy medium with the with the crowd of being drunk because you know when they're too drunk and it's yes, and then like it's just like. They're just like laughing at every word or not paying any attention. Or chattering, yeah, you're just like, you're like, I haven't even said a joke. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, as someone who has uh, mostly young white women as her fan base, uh, I am all too familiar with the too drunk audience. There's usually at least one public vomit per weekend that I do. Really? Yeah. In the showroom? Yes. Oh my God. It was a problem for a long time. I think it's like, I think it's curtailed a little bit because I would hope that my fans are growing with me, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: the I went on a date with a guy recently and he threw up in his food.
1: During the date? Yeah. Just from being drunk? Yeah, into the food. <laughs> I mean, how did you react to that?
0: I was like, yeah, it's my boyfriend. <laughs> And everyone else was like on Tinder dates around me. Oh no. And so they were all like, oh my God. I was like, he's with me. Then he went to the bathroom.
1: Was this at like to- a nice restaurant?
0: Yeah, a really nice one. American bar in in the West Village. And then he went to the bathroom, came
1: back, tried to eat the food again. The food he had vomited in? Yeah. No one came and got it? <laughs> Are you so how no one came he he fully vomited. Uh, other patrons must have noticed. And then just no one did anything.
0: They were like, I, it was a steak, and then it became a steak au poif. <laughs> Oh
1: my god, I'm gonna barf right now. The only time I've I've had I've seen someone vomit into their dinner was I think on Halloween, many years ago in Murray Hill at the Moonstruck Diner, and oh no god. one had like just no one was even paying attention, and there was just someone fully throwing up next to them. What
0: costume were they in?
1: I don't remember. God, that's a great. Equation. I was dressed as Miss Piggy. so you got everything on the menu yes (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: god Halloween there was this uh, girl I met in rehab who um, got a she got a DUI with her kids in the car oh fuck on Halloween when she's taking them trick or treating Mm -hmm. but uh, she told I asked I was like what were your kids for Halloween and she was like "Uh, they were ghosts and I was like well how'd the cops see them
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's a premonition to what they're gonna be if she keeps drinking and driving with them
0: oh my god Ba-da-ba-choo! But Is that how you do it? <laughs> Is that how you do what? I'm not sure what you're trying to achieve. But a choo choo. But a boom. The boat bo- joke train coming in hot. Attention passengers. Unicut Avenue bound four trains and Flatbush Avenue bound five trains are delayed because a person was struck by a train approaching 59th Street. Anyways, back to the
1: show. Um. When you, uh, for the revival of the Close Show podcast, season 12, (laughs) what was the the kind of pitch you had in your head for what you wanted to achieve with these episodes?
0: Honestly, I think season 12 has been a little off the rails, so let's just segue to season 13 right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the first guest of season 13. (laughs) Welcome to season 13. (laughs) Nice. Hello. No, season 12
0: still. Um, What did I have in mind? Mm -hmm.
1: Just to get rich. Okay. To make it huge. Oh, ri- you mean rich monetarily. I thought you meant like just rich with art.
0: Oh, no, no, no.
1: Okay. This is this is about money bags. Okay.
0: um, this is about, you know, fucking Robin Hood.
1: Ro- well, I mean, Robin Hood would you would be giving to the poor the money that you make.
0: Ha. Huh. Haven't read that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like a known fact about Robin Hood, he steals from the rich and gives to the poor. That's like the main thing about him. <laughs> I was just reading a book men in
0: tights. No. <laughs>
1: I think you can find some of
0: those. (laughs) Right? Talk about all my exes. I have this thing for just dating homosexuals.
1: Oh, I would definitely date someone who like uh, cross dresses. I'm very, I, I was, uh, you know, raised on Tim Curry and Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I find that very attractive.
0: Do you like that? Because then you could pretend you're shopping for them.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is fun to do a man's makeup. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it shows a certain level of like comfort with one's sexuality that you can like play with gender like that. And I do. I mean, women's clothes are just better. So if I'm going to, I'm going to date someone, I don't want to date a woman because I'm just, just not for me, but because it's disgusting. <laughs> no, I think dating in general is disgusting. If we're being honest, you just like to get it in, get it out, get out of town. <laughs> Something like that.
0: Yeah. You know, I hooked up with a woman. You and- did? Yes. And then anyways,
1: that's it. That's all you're saying about I knew about I'm that. not gay. No, I never said that you were. Because let me finish. Oh, you knew you weren't gay. You're saying after. Okay. Cause I go like this
0: right after I go, thanks for the drink.
1: And then I went and slept <laughs> in a different room. I mean, that sounds like pretty gay. You just seem like you're you just seem like you're like a humpum dumpum lesbian. <laughs> that story didn't really reveal that you're not gay. All right, revisit <laughs>
0: that one tonight. Anywho, um, um, yeah. So, Corinne and I went on the road. We did. And we got some good road dog stories.
1: Well, man, my favorite being uh, Chloe, Chloe merging onto a highway while updating her Instagram bio.
0: Who even knows what I was putting in it? <laughs> Probably Chloe Show
1: season 11. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, we were flying, of course, we were flying to Chicago and of course the storm hits. So we were at, were we at JFK or LaGuardia? I can't even remember. We're at one of the airports and we're basically, we, we figure out like, We missed the first show. We missed the Thursday night show. That was never happening. And then we figure out that we can get to Detroit. Yeah. We can fly to Detroit. That's the closest we can fly. And then God bless Chloe. She offers to drive us from Detroit to Chicago. God, we needed him. (laughs) We did need him. And I really, I mean, we had driven... Once previously around to Philadelphia, to Philadelphia, which is a much shorter, much, much shorter, New York to Philadelphia. I would let almost anyone do that. Yes. Detroit the- to Chicago, different adventure.
0: I was like, that's what they do in home alone.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: When she goes in the back of that van with the band.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that was Detroit to Chicago, but. Yeah, that's the drive we made. So how long was that? Like five, six? It uh, was a
0: long time.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but it was the only way that we could do the show. And I really, really appreciated that because I do have a license, but I basically have forgotten how to drive at this point. It's been like 10 years since I've been behind the wheel of a car.
0: I mean, same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job, though. I couldn't tell that you didn't know how to drive.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I was. Smoking mirrors, as you would say yeah, I was uh, I think one of the keys to driving, though, is acting like you're not nervous even if you are, because you don't want to make the passenger nervous, because when the passenger's nervous, that for me, like I only can really like drive when I'm alone in the car because I don't like passenger energy on me. Yeah, I know what you it's mean. bad. I know what you mean Yeah, so I really I try to not
0: but I do love a good HOV lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go in them anyway. Okay. If I got pulled over, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, I got a lot of personalities. Right. Or I'd be like, this car's haunted. Nice. Um, <laughs> you can't see the ghosts. Right. Anyways, but I don't know why I keep saying, anyways, but what was I going to say? Okay. But then when we drove to Philadelphia, that was the first show that the Helium did uh, in the pandemic back Yeah. And I, they, they spray things and they're spraying the tables with the sanitizer and shit. Right. And that show was when I got reignited with Henry. Yeah. Henry was a huge star of season two and one of The Close Show.
1: Oh, well, you were talking about him a lot? Nonstop. Okay.
0: He was the inspiration.
1: <laughs> Does he know that?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we used to try to bleep his name, but then we just gave up.
1: Henry's a great name. I, one of the characters on Dawson's Creek is named Henry, and I just think it's such a classic name. Ooh. John's boyfriend, the young guy. Did he die? No. Jen died. Well, I mean, ultimately, John Campanelli already ruined that for me. I haven't finished Dawson's Creek yet because I, I left for college and I just, and I realized now as an adult that I never finished watching the series. So I'm finishing watching it now.
0: Hmm. Who do you think's hot in that?
1: Uh, Josh Jackson and Kerr Smith are like, I, it's funny because everyone thinks like Pacey, Pacey, Pacey. And for me, it's like Pacey's personality is what makes him hot. He has the hottest personality. But if I was just looking at men to me, Jack Kerr Smith is like, whew, he's funny a he's fucking gay. smoke show. He's, he's gay on the show. He's not gay in real life. Wait, it was back. You know, it was back in the late nineties, early two thousands, when you didn't have to be exactly the character that you were playing in real life.
0: Wait, but um, Joshua Jackson Jackson is Pacey. Yeah, but you just said you didn't think he was that hot.
1: No, 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 no. I said, I'd Ker, Ker, okay, so there's there's Kurt Smith who plays Jack, and then there's Josh Jackson who plays Pacey. Yeah, and I think I said it like, no, I think everyone you know always thinks of Pacey as like the heartthrob of that show, and like, yes, but I think. Kerr Smith aesthetically is actually a little bit better looking than Josh Jackson, um, on the show. Now Josh Jackson's better looking. Um, but it's, it's Josh Jackson's personality that he puts into Pacey. That is what makes him so special. I think. And
0: James Vanderbeek is just not cute.
1: Not in the show. Now he's, incredibly hot and and has developed such a good sense of humor about himself I think that show was not the positive experience that he thought it would be so after he left I think he unpacked a lot of things about himself and is a much better person again this is just an assessment as someone who literally doesn't know him I've had one interaction with James Vanderbeek online and it was what was it I just like commented and he commented back and it was like I was like yes didn't you
0: get in touch with Devin Zawa
1: you know, Devin Sawa follows me on uh, social media. I was in
0: love with
1: him. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened, but yeah, I, it's just, I think it's so fun. That's what I like. That's why I would, I can never fully give up on social media, even though it causes me a lot of uh, stress sometimes. And like, I have a lot of people's unnecessary and unneeded and unwanted energy in my life because of it. It's like for those moments where you can... Befriends celebrities that you loved or adored like it's like it's it's how I got to know Kathy Griffin I mean so what I'm getting in return is almost worth it
0: what about trolls when was the first time you got like trolled online do you remember first it? time
1: I signed on I mean
0: But do you remember, like, at first, did it offend you, uh, upset you? Because I remember the first time I got, like, shit, it, like, I was, like, upset. And then I got over
1: it. No, you know what? Because I've been being trolled in real life for my whole life. I'm just, I just rub people the wrong way a lot. Um, And I, and so, and people, people don't respond to me well a lot. And so I'm used to that. I've been being trolled in real life since I was a kid. What
0: were you like as a kid?
1: And by trolled, I do not mean bullied. Um, as I was exactly the same as I am now. My personality has always been like very much the same.
0: So when you were like four, you were wearing like a red lip and you were like, like, <laughs> And you I was a cunt. Yeah, you're <laughs> kind like, of, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I was probably a little bit more of a people person when I was younger, that's the thing. Like I was uh, a little more friendly and engaging, Um, but you know people ruined that for me. So less of a people person now.
0: I love that. You're the best. Because <laughs> I was like going through a breakup when, not with Henry, when we were driving to Chicago. Oh,
1: you certainly family. were. Oh my God. I forgot that. That was speaking of the theme of seasons one and two. That was the theme of Detroit to Chicago. Sorry
0: about that. But you were just like, <laughs> why do you care? And I was like, I, cause I am a love addict. Right. You're the best person to be in, be there for it. But you know, I wasn't really listening. or taking the advice. I don't handle breakups. Well,
1: I don't handle breakups. It depends. I don't handle breakups well if it wasn't on my terms. That's same with me. Same you know, me. but I think that's I think that's a lot of people.
0: Well, what happens with me is I usually like be like break up with them a bunch of times because I don't want to be in the relationship. So I'm just like, no, no, no. And then finally, but then I don't feel like being alone. So I, I, I go back to it. And then finally, they're like okay, fine, I'm not doing this. And I'm like, no.
1: Do you really not want to be in the relationship or you just want to tap out before they break up with you?
0: I usually just like don't want to be in it. Mm, okay. Because I'll be like, this is actually not right for me, but then I don't want to be alone. But
1: you don't, You don't, oh, okay. Because I was like, I have the same initial feeling about relationships, but I like being alone. Every time I'm in a relationship and even when I think it's like, could be beneficial to me every time I get out I go oh this is much but be- this single is much better for me
0: yeah the last one I was in right after we broke up I felt like this like weight off my shoulders but mm-hmm. then once like settled in that I was like oh, I don't want someone to talk to all day I just got like sad
1: you want someone to talk to all day why don't you get a pet
0: I d- I'm not there yet no no I'm gonna get I guess everyone's like get a plant.
1: A plant, uh, plants harder than a pet, in my opinion. But
0: people, yeah, but plant so- gives
1: nothing back to you.
0: I can't even go to therapy on time, or go to therapy. So I don't think I can get a pet.
1: Why don't you do Zoom therapy so you don't have to worry about getting to a place on time?
0: Uh, I don't like Zoom. Oh, uh, you, are you in therapy?
1: Mm-hmm. It's the only kind of therapy I've ever done is Zoom therapy. Really? Yeah, I, I can't adding another trip to my week is it, far more trouble than therapy is worth. There's because I'm I'm not like. I don't know. I've only been in therapy for a couple of years, mostly because of the entertainment business. Obviously, my dad died then. So that was helpful. But I mean, not. Yeah, I didn't. There wasn't like I don't go every week. I don't. It depends. I have like periods where I go more often and periods where I go less often. And probably there'll be a point in my life when I don't go at all.
0: I mean, I'm not in therapy right now, which I probably should be. Mm -hmm. But I just got I just stopped going because I got bored of it. Yeah. Cuz I'm just like All right, I'm sick of talking about my problems.
1: Right. Well, I think that's a good. I mean, I, I, I to me the point of therapy is that you're you you shouldn't have to go every single week of your life unless you have some kind of I mean, just mind-blowing, you know, trauma. Yeah. Which very few people even in comedy have that level that I yeah. can even like think of. Yeah
0: we kind of just talk it's cuz basically it's like a safe place to talk but we kind of do that on stage sure
1: exactly i feel uh, i you know therapy's been beneficial um but th- if i'm comparing like what's been more beneficial stand up or therapy stand up wins by a landslide
0: yeah Me too. But do you ever feel like sometimes when you talk about something, when you're too close to it, it doesn't, it backfires? Mm,
1: I I wait. I'm really good about waiting. Like, I waited a long time before I talked about my dad being sick and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, like, just now ready to talk about it.
0: And how much time has passed?
1: Eight. Eight eight months, I think? I feel like it's
0: usually, like, a six-month rule or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you do to relax? to relax. Um, I don't know. I get a lot of massages to cal- keep my cortisol level in check. Spend a lot of time alone. I mean, that's the real the key to relaxing for me is just spending a lot of time alone, but a lot of people don't find that relaxing as we saw over quarantine when everyone had a meltdown because they had to spend time with their own thoughts. What so, what do you do when you're alone? Whatever I need to do. Right? Hang out with my dog, watch TV, think. The thinking is dangerous. Not for me, but for some people, I suppose.
0: Yeah, it's a dangerous neighborhood in the head.
1: Yeah, but that's that does not. That's like a red flag, though. If it's in, if it's dangerous to be inside your own head, then yeah, you do need to continue to go to therapy.
0: Yeah, like serial killers.
1: My head isn't dangerous. My head's like a fun place to be for me. It's mine, creative. Mine
0: is it can be spooky.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think maybe. Yeah, this is kind of
0: like the inside of my head. The show.
1: Okay. I feel some.
0: What do you think, Max? Get off your phone. We're working. What was that? I'm gonna bury you alive. <laughs> I'm gonna start paying Max and life experience, so I'm gonna push him out of a motherfucking plane.
1: Wow. How's that, Max? Uh, I don't. I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> and then I'm gonna bury him alive, and he's gonna be screaming as I cover him with dirt. And we're gonna go travel and.
1: Find quicksand. I can't wait till you're a boss at a, a huge corporation and this footage <laughs> resurfaces <laughs> and ruins your entire career. It's
0: kinda like how I really want Lev um to start doing the social media for like Chase Bank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like tweets about how he has AIDS. He's like Chase
1: Bank has AIDS. Dude, Lev's tweets are wild.
0: I, I don't know what he's trying to trying to prove with them or Me neither. Or where he's going. I don't know. His angle. If he, Did you see that he posted yesterday uh, on his Instagram story he's put his cat on a leash? <laughs> no. And he was walking. He had his little fat feet in the story. And he's putting his cat <laughs> on the leash.
1: I mean, some people do that. It's all, I don't think it's, like, bad for the cat. I excuse me. I think it's just unnecessary. He's like,
0: here we go. We got you the leash. And he's putting the harness on the cat. And he's, like, down the stairs. And he's, like, <laughs> barefoot.
1: The cat or him? He is why so he's walking the streets of New York barefoot. <laughs> you, I've only done that one time, and it it was when I was wildly drunk and I just couldn't walk in my heels anymore. And uh, literally, a homeless person t- looks at my bare feet and goes, "I wouldn't do that." <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite New York City moments.
0: <laughs> Max, didn't a homeless guy try to assault you with a pipe?
1: Yeah, on my way to an open mic. Yeah, they were just—he was standing like hitting up. Hole on the ground. Yeah, I was like, I don't like the look of that. So I just started walking the other way, and he just chucked it at me. Jeez, lying next to me. Yeah, he's he smelled your fear. That's the key. That's the key to living in New York. You can't let anyone smell your fear in your career or in just your walk home.
0: I was walking in Union Square home from the stand one night, and there was a homeless guy sitting on the ground. And right when I was walking by, he leapt out and tried to grab my ankles.
1: I've had that. Like I had a guy. There's a homeless person that had grabbed uh, my arm in the subway, um, and it happened to my friend. Someone like smacked my friend uh, Deanna as she was walking by. So this my... is just like part part of the New York experience. Yeah, one
0: of my friends got punched in the back by a homeless guy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't a weapon. You know,
0: <laughs> the guy going, "Yeah, I was punched in the back." I was like,
1: "That hurts too," because you get the wind knocked out of you. I'd already, I'd rather be punched in the back than in the front though.
0: Because your face, it's the money makeup.
1: Well, it's also, you, I mean, you could do, yeah, I think you can do, even a, it feels like a very unpleasant from the back, but you can do more damage from the front, I'm pretty sure. So,
0: no, I feel like you could fuck up your spine from the back.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's like if you'd have to punch uh, exactly in the center.
0: Yeah, we get painkillers. <laughs> There's a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> uh oh. Get addicted to some kratom.
0: Oh yeah, it's an opiate. People are in rehab for kratom.
1: Well, people, because you know, I used to date a heroin addict, and then he would, he would like I love the way you say heroin. He would go, uh, he would, you know, he, a lot of people would go from heroin to kratom, and but kratom's still not good for you.
0: It's an opiate. Yeah, but I think it's like some nerd stuff.
1: Well, he gave me kratom, and I go, yeah, I'm absolutely not doing this, and I just put it in a drawer.
0: I have some kratom. I've done it. it doesn't do anything.
1: I'm not I'm not looking to find out. I also
0: have a Vivitrol shot in my butt, so that's an opiate blocker, but I Googled it. It's supposed to not block Kratom, but Kratom's stupid, just because you're telling
1: me. How long does that shot in your butt last? A month.
0: I get it every month.
1: Oh. It
0: like, looks like a, it's like a long syringe. It looks like you're getting peanut butter.
1: Out there. Oh.
0: So when they shove it in, I go, peanut butter, jelly time.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they like
0: that. <laughs> when I got it in rehab, I got it when I was leaving there, and there was this like, Russian nurse. She goes, this is my 3,000th. Vivitrol injection. Oh. And I go, okay. She goes, but do you prefer to watch or look away? <laughs> and I was like, what? She goes, some people like to watch. <laughs> I'm not sure what accent that was.
1: I liked it. Whatever it was, it was good. I was like, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. So that's just so that you don't do opiates? Oh,
0: yeah. well, I don't even really do opiates, but it, it's the, uh, I mean, it will. <laughs> I, I've done them, but it's not like my DOC. Right. But um, drug of choice and uh but it also is an alcohol blocker too
1: oh okay so it was just to stop cravings oh okay i see i see mm-hmm. mm.
0: but also it makes it so like alcohol doesn't work
1: that's what i was thinking or like you know base yeah exactly so that it so that if you were to have uh, a drink that it wouldn't have any effect on you so then you would stop drinking it
0: yeah but no because you can there's loopholes maybe mm.
1: there's always a loophole what are the loopholes?
0: Um, so, like, the loopholes is, like, if you, like, break through the threshold. So, basically, it will stop. Like, you won't feel the effects of it, but the alcohol will still be doing the same thing to your body. Oh. And your mind. So, oh. all of a sudden, you'll, you won't you will be feeling like you're getting drunk, but all of a sudden, your body will just be fucking lost
1: all its motor skills. Oh, okay. That sounds alarming. So, like, you won't be feeling fucked
0: up, but then all of a sudden, you'll be slurring and your legs just give out. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, so. You're like, I'm okay to drive, and then your body's like, We're not.
1: Jesus, that seems da- more dangerous than just drinking.
0: It is actually. It's yeah. Like a Russian roulette. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever.
1: Um Okay. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing tonight? Um just writing. Like a what? A a script. About the TV show I'm working on? About Guys We Fucked.
0: But let me get this straight. You didn't fuck those guys together. No. Would you? No. You ever had a threesome?
1: Uh, I've never had a full um, penetration threesome, but I had like close to a threesome with like uh, other kinds of sex with uh, my friend.
0: Boys or girls?
1: One boy, one woman.
0: Oh, as a girl would be pedophile.
1: Oh, I mean, not a boy either. One man, <laughs> one woman. <laughs> one child and one woman. One guy, one <laughs> gal. The gal was my friend though, not the guy. The guy the guy we picked up together. Where'd you pick him up? A hotel bar.
0: So you went into the night and you're like, let's go get a guy.
1: Yeah, it was like a... Because you're
0: like, like, you're like all the boys are past their bedtime. It was
1: like a Tuesday in my 20s and we were obviously looking for trouble and we got it.
0: And then what happened? What, did he try to murder you?
1: No, we found out, like, he while we're all naked that he had a girlfriend waiting in the hotel room. He was a British tourist. And we were, like, and then we kicked him out. We're, like, get the fuck out. What's your problem? You have How a girlfriend. How like, slip
0: up? He called you guys the wrong name?
1: No, I mean, I think just, like, we were talking and he, like, mentioned it passively like we never asked him do you have a girlfriend because we assumed if a guy's alone and goes home with two women that he doesn't <laughs> but you know that's just stupidity in your 20s i suppose yeah.
0: how old was this guy
1: uh, not that much older if if at all i think at some he was also in his 20s
0: honestly age is like i feel like when you're like 20 as someone who's like 26 you think they're like 100
1: yeah it's a lot older the difference between 20 and 26, I'd say, is pretty vast.
0: Yeah, and the same thing, difference between, like, 29 and 33 is vast. The difference between 33 and 38 is vast.
1: 29 and 33, I didn't see that much of a difference between. Uh, 38, I haven't gotten to yet, so we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Because I feel like 29, I was already, like, I pretty, like, shit together. Yeah, not me. <laughs> shit together relatively. I mean, when does anyone have their shit together? Exactly.
0: Well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was nice.
0: Yeah, I got problems. Anyways, so Current, we like to end the podcast. Was that someone else's tummy? That was someone over there made a sound. I think it was a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to now end the podcast with What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> So we do a quick karaoke at the end of the podcast to your favorite song, and this is Corinne's her improv
1: song. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Callum chose Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on,
1: I don't know when the I, I don't know when the music starts. Oh, but oh, this is not the karaoke version.
0: You have to know the words, or you can make them up.
1: <laughs> I think it's there's a long intro, but I believe the first line is like isn't it like rising up Are you
0: getting hyped out on the street you know yo she's pretending she doesn't know
1: no I don't really know the words because it's not that's not what gives me the the spirit of it well you make it I up. know the chorus obviously I also hate karaoke like with a passion rising up like on the street took my time took my chances sing it. <laughs> Since now I'm back on my feet Just a man with the will to survive <laughs> many times happens with love Your passion for glory You don't know this one? I'm, I'm waiting, it's going to drop <laughs> This is your part mm, I don't know the whole <laughs> well, It's also not actually my favorite song See, I of the tiger It's the thrill dream. of the fight it's As in up to the, the challenge of our, our life rivals, life. <laughs> it's survivor sucks his prey in the night. Guys, we fucked, not together, <laughs>
0: but separate. Of, of the, the tiger. tiger,
1: thank you so much. I've never seen this music video Heron. before. Oh, mm-hmm. you
0: Fisher for doing the podcast. She's a fucking
1: star. These guys are kind of cute. Wood, what is happening? <laughs> what kind of a podcast studio can you hear hammering in? <laughs> Santa's Elves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this podcast is off the rails. (laughs) Season twelve, baby. Thanks for tuning.
0: Hi, Gary. We'll be back. Bye. Okay, thanks everyone.